0: Higgins, try me, try me, darling.
1: South Carolina, but I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia.
2: Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. I wait for this. Ch- I wait for this season all year long, Doctor D. Now we've been doing this since 2016. 2016, we've been working with um, the great people over at NBC's The Voice. Uh, we're now on season 23. It's on NBC Mondays and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Mark your calendar now. I will wait. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, Of course, this is the show with America's best undiscovered talent, and they go head to head on teams led by four of today's biggest musical icons. They playfully compete against each other while mentoring these inspiring singers in search of the next superstar voice, and he may be on the show right now. Uh, of course, Dr. D, our special guest today, showed up fashionably late, so he's already got the makings of a great music rock star and artist. <laughs> um, he kept us in anticipation. It was like in the studio here. We, was, we, were, we were banging our fists on the, keyboard, on, the uh, on the board here. We, we were chanting, Jamar! Jamar. <laughs> uh and he's here. He just laughed. I made him laugh. Jamar Langley, welcome to the show, Jamar. He's on Team Chance. T- uh Chance the rapper, new 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 judge here on the uh, on the Voice this year this season. It's very cool to have him, right? Uh, how you doing, Jamar? Welcome to the Jeremiah am... show. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's great to be here, man. I'm great, you know. I know I've been a little fashionably late, but you got to make sure that it's right and tight first. Oh make yeah, show up, you know what I mean. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> hey man, you got to keep your fans waiting. It it, it it's uh, part of the gig. I get it, uh, and uh, you know it just builds up the anticipation. So um, I like that. I, I like it. I like anticipating. I like wondering, will he show up? <laughs> you know, it just makes it more special when you do. I love this fact. I'm you know uh, because this is your first time on the show, I really want you to tell us about yourself, you know, and not just read off a bio that uh, that in and research that I did online. Although I did do my research. I did my homework on you, Jamar. So I don't know how okay. if that makes you uh, nervous or if it makes you if you're all content with that, but I've got some I've got some uh, 411 on you.
1: <laughs> Listen, Give me the tea, man. I want to <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear about myself.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, stuff that you already know. You're from Andrews, South Carolina. I don't know anybody from Andrews. This is the first time. What's Andrews, South Carolina like?
1: Man, it's a small, very country town that's uh, made up of about 3,000 people. So you see everybody 3, more than once in the run of a day.
2: Oh, boy. You can't And um, it.
1: it's, it's in the low country area, so it's about 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Yes, I said okay. 45 minutes. So that's actually short, but, you know. It's Andrews. So it's like in the middle of nowhere basically.
2: Was it yeah, a good was so it a good very up? Small. Was it a good town to grow up in? Did you do you have uh, good memories or
1: Oh man, I have the best memories in Andrews, man, from being outside, riding bikes and rollerblading and skating and I had a, a go-kart when I was younger. Oh man. You know, I used to be running through people's gardens, which I know that's not a good thing, <laughs> but I mean, I did it. I was young. So, you know, that was you, you know, yeah, it was me. It was definitely (laughs) me. And just man, we stayed outside all the time. Like and the town is so small to the point where when you do ride your bike, you can literally ride like Mm
2: -hmm. to the
1: actual town area and back in like five minutes.
2: That sounds like, uh, that's, that sounds like the way it should be, right? A small town USA staying out from, from, uh, dawn to dusk and and nobody's worried about you your parents trust that you're safe i like that and a Mm go-kart man i'm so jealous because i wanted a go-kart so bad my entire childhood and i think Mm -hmm. my dad my dad was a contractor so he built things and i think he started one for me but uh, i don't think it was ever finished so i'm i'm envious here but good for you having a go-kart what was your
1: go-kart yeah you know
2: did it have a number on it
1: it didn't have a number. My helmet had a number, which was
2: number 11. Is that your lucky number?
1: Yeah, that was the number I had through high school and every sport. It was just, you know, it's just my favorite number. What yeah, sports like, did you play? Uh, I played basketball uh, throughout from 7th grade to 12th. I played basketball. I played football. I played soccer. And, of course, I was in the, the chorus, the chorale, the jazz band. I was in mm. um state band. I played trumpet. And that was first chair, I'm proud to say that you know, so it's always been about like sports music activity, just using all the gifts that I have, so like i' yeah, I maintained a very busy childhood as far as growing up goes.
2: well, it sounds like you had um really great parents, and i I can't you know and a great upbringing in a great little town mm-hmm. with with good hobbies good uh you know pursuits to keep you out of trouble like some of us kids get into when we don't have enough to do. <laughs> um, this is true, <laughs> Jamar. I think this is just incredible. You are the youngest of eight siblings. You've got eight siblings. You're the you're the baby. And um, yes, I am the baby of the family. Is usually regarded as very special to the to the family. And how mm-hmm. how did being the youngest with seven older siblings shape? Who you are today was describe that 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 um, family unit that you had that support system and the good and the bad there.
1: Well, you know, I guess I could say the good thing is I'm I'm the youngest. Okay, so I got the advantage of mom and dad because I'm
2: the last one born. So <laughs> they're like <laughs> Sorry, whatever bro. Jamar wants to do. You know, that's why. That's
1: yeah, my brother. That's a little like six years older than me. Sorry, brother. <laughs> I came in. You know, I took your I stole your thunder. So my apologies. <laughs> but I'm not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, being the youngest of of eight, man, you just learn something from each family member. You know, they always say, "Hey, I taught you how to walk," and you got this one that say, "Well, you know what? I was the first person to ever sing to you, so like, you got it from me." And you know, just to hear that banter going back and forth, is always like, it's always funny, man. Everyone has done something in my life as I was growing up to contribute to now, and it's yeah. so funny to hear they all talk about it all the time. But uh, just over over the years, <laughs> I just learned at least one thing from each family member. Like, rather it's like being hands on, learning how to uh, learning how to paint, learning how to draw, you know, change a tire, change oil, you know, like how to cook oysters in a ditch on a tin foil. You know, like wow. hey, like
2: why did you do that yeah. in a ditch? <laughs> the ditch part. You know, gets it, was that, no, <laughs> it was just something. Tin foil.
1: It was just something. Listen, it was just something that. It's something that we did, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the country where it actually makes sense to like cook oysters that way. It's the weirdest thing when I when I say that, but it's just what they did, you know. And like, oh no, it turned into a skill.
2: I don't think it's weird. I think it's really cool and interesting, and, it, and yeah. it's original. I've never heard that before, so that's the reason <laughs> I I asked you about it. But no, I don't think it's weird at all. I love it. Oh, and good, I love man. that idea. Yeah. Uh, you know that you just painted there about each sibling. Um, had something to contribute, or at least they think so, to your success. <laughs> you know, everybody's taking a little bit of credit for Jamar. Jamar, what you do you go. take credit for? What What do you say? No, 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 that was me. What do you? Is you what is? Well, you what know. is it about you that you will take well, credit for? and Won't let them have.
1: Besides, besides my, <laughs> besides my basketball skills, because you know you can't tell my brothers they didn't teach me anything. You know, but no. I take credit for, honestly, really staying with it, to be honest, because I had one brother that played the keyboard, and I used to watch him in the room all the time play. And, you know, like, I developed the interest through seeing him doing it, and I kind of pretty much mimicked what his hands were doing, and that's really how I learned how to play. Oh, wow. But I think what I did to contribute to that is I just stuck with it. Uh, same with the guitar. Just seeing my dad play, uh, one of my older brothers play. And it's just like I pick it up and I play. But the difference is, like, I just decide to stick with it. So I do give myself credit for just hanging in there, you know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, hanging in there, taking interest, and then learning all that. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. amazing that you've learned all those. So let's let's go back to basketball that you take credit for and that you're really good at, it sounds like. (laughs) Are you good at basketball?
1: Man, I was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How tall are you?
1: Like, I was like, you know, I was – like in my state, I was ranked in my state in 11th grade. So, and I had, I had an offer to go to uh, Johnson C. Smith university at one point in time, but I fractured my ankle that same year. And it kind of, so 12th grade, I kind of played half a season because I couldn't really, I never could really bounce back from the injury. So
2: I'm sorry to hear that. Well, that just meant that, um, that you you had a different path, you know, that was meant for Mm -hmm. you, right? Like where you're at right now. Um, tell me about the, so how many instruments, your guitar, if, if I counted right, vocals, which I think is a, your vocals are an amazing instrument. You're, uh, you wow, play the you. piano. What else do you play?
1: Uh, I play bass guitar, electric, acoustic, uh, I play keys. Um, I play a little drums as well. And then I still play a little trumpet. I don't get to play as much as I did when I was in the actual band, wow. but I still play too uh, songwrite, uh, vocal arrange.
2: Um, you're a one man band. You're a one man. You could, (laughs) if you had more hands and fingers, you could do it all. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) exactly. Just give me like three more arms. I would have been okay. Uh, Yeah. Seriously.
2: Well, I love that because you understand, um, you, you understand every aspect and every, I guess, position in, in, um, and the music makeup and the artistry of, of everybody coming together. And, um, and that, that's got to be a really great skill as well to have um, in your position as a musician and an artist to understand your fellow musicians when you play with them mm-hmm. and, and, yes. and then get in sync. And, you know, that's so important, I think, for the, the success of any music to have. It's like uh, we were talking about this the other day, a chef in a kitchen. With their ingredients, everybody has the same ingredients, but you put that, that love into the, into what you're doing and the cooking and the ingredients and the process and it, and then the person that you put that in front of can feel that what you put into it. And so I think there's a lot of similarities with music too, right? It's putting that, what you put into it, the love and the attention and the understanding of your you're the people that are around you that are also helping make mm-hmm. that song come to life and that music come to life you can feel it when it, when it's a really good band when it's a really good artist do you agree
1: yes yeah i i, I totally agree i couldn't say it better myself it's like what you put into it definitely comes out in the music and i learned that early you know just early on in in life you know especially during my teenage years of wanting to sing and wanting to play and my dad and mom would always say make sure you have like a purpose for what you're doing and don't just do it because you'll never really get to the, uh, the level that you're going for. If you just do it, like you'll always just be able to say, Hey, I can sing a little bit. I can hold a note. Hey, I could play a little bit. You know, I can, I can, uh, strum, you know, Hey, let me touch those keys. I can twinkle a little bit. You just want to be able to love what you do and, you know, get all the way invested into it and to be able to, share that with other people because they really could feel like your passion for what you do. And it's going to show in how professional you become in your craft.
2: And a band I had imagine, is, um, is sort of a snapshot or a micro microcosm or a little bit of what the world is where you, um, if you understand what your bass player is going through, if you understand what your drummer's going through, your, your keys, uh, they know that you, you, you understand them and it's in a way it's empathy and, and, and also um, just a respect for them that, that I imagine comes together, you know, in Mm -hmm. a band on a stage that you become, you know, this, what we hope we all do in real life and, and in the world to do, you know, Um, definitely,
1: definitely. That's a great way to put it, man. It's, literally being able to understand every instrument it like and having the ear for what you want to hear and opposed to not really being able to explain what you want to hear but you know you hear something but you know you're not all the way maybe invested into a certain part of your musicality to really express what you're hearing all you know is hey i want like a certain part here but like opposed to saying hey could you hit that D right there and drop down to the C right there? Yeah. I'm going to do this chord. You know, it just makes a, a big difference when you're invested into the little intricacies of music. You know, so, love man, it. I'm I'm grateful to be able to, like, just zone yeah. in and be able to fix that part and not get that part late. You yeah. know, I got that part early, so oh, love and it. I'm grateful for that
2: part. Um, got it, you're a you're a, a, a really well versed and diverse artist. I, I love it. Doctor D, is Chloe in the in the waiting room yet? Let's take a real quick break and and uh, we'll come back with Jamar. Jamar, when we came in, we played um, your voice blind audition. You sang a beautiful rendition of um, James Brown's "Try Me." soulful yes. just just powerful. We played that when we started the show and we're going to take you out with another um song that Jamar has uh met, you know put together. It's uh it's a it's a cover, one of my favorite songs ever, uh Tennessee Whiskey. Just beautiful. <laughs> we're going to we're going to actually play the entire cover here for you. Uh and we'll be right back. I want you to Set your—I uh, don't know—do do people have DVRs anymore? Just just set your phone. <laughs> just, just NBC's The Voice season twenty three, Mondays and Tuesdays, eight p.m. Jamar's on. The uh, oh, yeah. uh, on the season, man. And we're talking with him uh, here today. His coach is Chance the Rapper. Uh, there are new episodes on NBC Mondays and Tuesdays, 8, 7 Central and streaming the next day on Peacock. That's usually how I catch it. America's best undiscovered talent goes head-to-head on teams led by four of today's biggest musical icons who playfully compete against each other while mentoring these inspiring singers in search of the next superstar voice. Peacock is now the streaming home of your favorite NBC shows, plus so much more. Jamar Langley is our special guest. Go check him out. Uh, Follow him uh, at NBC The Voice, season 23, hashtag Team Chance. And if you'd like to book Jamar for your event, contact him at jlangleybooking at gmail.com and on Instagram at Jamar Langley Music. We'll be right back. Enjoy Tennessee whiskey, Jamar Langley.
1: I'm from Andrew, South Carolina,
3: but I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. I've heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect example of not giving up because he didn't start out perfect, and then it got really good, and then it started getting great, and Chance and I both were like, you know what, I'm going in. I'm blown away by the fight that you have in you. Really good, great job. I'm a fighter. I am putting together the last team that I will ever put together as a coach on The Voice.
0: Oh my God, Jamar,
3: I would be honored if you'd be a part of that group with me, man. Okay. Chance doesn't really even care about his team. This is his first (laughs) try. He's just just figuring it out. There's nothing harder than hearing Blake say that same speech every
1: time that each person (laughs) turns around. Oh man. Except for powering through a performance. I would love to have you on my team. I think that you could go really far in this competition with your tone and when you got done performing, you were probably celebrating because we turned around, but I feel like a lot of it also was just you were proud of yourself and in this moment. Definitely. If you want to win the whole competition, obviously you got to come get down with Chance Team. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Yeah.
4: Jamar, who do you think is your coach?
3: Okay. Come on, Jamar. Let's do this thing.
1: I have to go with my boy Tune. No
0: shadow stevens while i'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time i'm having a great time on the jeremiah show the greatest show in the history of the world for the love of god subscribe no seriously subscribe
2: Hey there,
1: I'm
5: Caleb. I'm Becca. And
1: I'm Joshua. And we we are Girl Named Named
5: Tom. Tom. And we just released our very first Christmas album called One More Christmas. It's streaming everywhere and we hope you
1: love it. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show.
0: Hey everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel.
2: I promise you, it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three.
0: Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Chevy, Chevy, Chevy.
4: Is it love or am I dreaming? Either way it's all about you Finally I'm a believer Baby girl you know you're the truth Ooh, baby, you don't know You got me spinning around and round Ooh, baby, ooh, baby You don't know You got me floating off the ground NBC
2: you know. like uh, is The Voice, season 23, Mondays and Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Central, uh, 8, 7 Central. We've got Jamar Langley on today, big superstar. Uh, just made it through the through the uh, blind auditions, man. Oh, my God, the pressure. And I, I I don't know how you guys get through that kind of thing. <laughs> We're talking about, I want to talk about the voice in this part, in this half of the segment. But before we do, before I leave your upbringing, there's just not enough time with you uh, this first time, Jamar. So you got to come back and we get to know each, know each other a little bit more. Um, I love that you had this, this whole idea of the... Uh, having seven siblings you youngest of eight in the family the music that was in your family that's basically in your blood and who you are and who you all are together Um, it's uh, it's been said that you grew up in a household where everybody sang and you had a joyful family of artists Uh, was it it was it joyful was it a happy family
1: Yes, it still is. Like honestly, <laughs> I had to put my phone on airplane mode because my bro- one of my brothers are calling me <laughs> calling me not too long ago. Yeah. So it's all day. Like I hear from at least five of my siblings every day.
2: So, sorry, Jamar. it's always been. Cool. The- we've got yeah. a special guest joining you right now. One of your friends. What? <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Chloe's joining you.
1: Chloe Bear. Chloe.
2: Chloe Abbott. <laughs> Are you guys? Have you, when's the last time you saw each other? Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh.
1: Time via Facetime. Exactly.
2: All right. Well, I'm glad. I I don't want to interrupt ever, so I just I'll keep you together. I'll just be the mediator here in the middle. If you guys ever need to have any questions, otherwise, just stay online together.
4: Oh my god! Yes. Hey, welcome, That'll
2: Chloe. We're we're still talking with Jamar here, and you're welcome to ask any question burning questions you have I'd love for you to help me out with the interview if you'd like but we were talking about okay. Jamar's family being the youngest of eight uh and the family just the music in the family and and how you know your brother was just calling you a moment ago do you, do you have does it feel good when your brother calls you when you're doing a radio interview to like say hey bro I'm I'm uh, I'm doing radio right now <laughs>
1: Oh, man, you know, that's major I'm
2: hot. I'm hot right now. Immediately,
1: I'm texting him like, bro, hey, get you back. I'm doing (laughs) an interview. And he'd be like, okay, yeah, man, that's what's up. You know, tell me all about it.
2: Yeah, I hope it was the brother (laughs) that that told you that he taught you about music.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, you know what? That is my brother, Jerron, who claimed he has claims to every part of my life, musically, socially. He taught me everything, if you leave it to him.
2: Oh, that's (laughs) nice. Give him a nice tribute here. Well... Um, tell us about <laughs> the the band addiction that you that you and your uh, siblings put together
1: yes about addiction so um and this is really my first time ever really singing in front of a crowd but it all started with mom and dad of course singing and then we pretty much picked up those harmonies from singing in church and listening to groups like the temptations i guess that we were very strong on the Temptations. you couldn't tell us that we weren't the temptations of the jackson Five, and I, of course i was michael okay so like
2: did you have all <laughs> the moves all that, like uh, i wish we could see well, you get you up know, and do a move you
1: know what i had a few <laughs> I, I busted one little spin on my my blind audition so I, I, i'm sure i got that from michael i'm sure it came from him <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah like eventually we just started singing together and you know first we had this name <laughs> This funny name called Five Pounds. I never understood why we called ourselves Five Pounds. I guess we were five five brothers pounding each other up. I, I don't know. <laughs> I would never get that name ever. But um, eventually we came up with addiction. So we would sing locally, locally meaning for Fourth of July, <laughs> Thanksgiving, <laughs> for Christmas. You know, we weren't booked any gigs or anything yet. But then it started opening up to
2: like weddings. <laughs> Chloe's cracking up,
1: and A little family. <laughs> you know, this is every so
5: day. Funny. No, because this is like the Fourth of July, and then you
4: know,
5: <laughs> it just. <laughs> I mean, like he's like, yeah, we started fucking gigs, you know, like around the house, like Thanksgiving in the family room,
2: laundry, like, laundry on Sundays. <laughs>
1: hey, everybody, listen. We all have to start. We have a humble beginnings. Hey, it doesn't
2: matter, man. As long as you got an <laughs> yeah, audience. Exactly.
1: so eventually we got like um we got a call to come to savannah to sing like at a lounge and that from that point it was like a chain reaction we kept going to savannah then we would go to like columbia and eventually we landed in atlanta at the crow's nest but i was still too young to get in there because you know they were serving alcohol so i was just too young so they were like yeah watch your brother to make sure he doesn't drink before he sings i'm like Dude, I don't even know what a drink is right now. Like
2: With well, a band named like, a, Addiction, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. It's addiction. <laughs> not, not the best name to walk into the room with. Yeah, real? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I'd that was my it. first stage experience. I think I was uh, I was 14 years old then. Mm. It was my first time ever singing on the stage in front of people and people yelling at me. And the old women, like, oh, that little boy can sing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just hugging up on me and everything. And I'm like, what's going on? But eventually, I caught on to, okay, yeah, this is called fan love, you know, like, yeah. as I grew up. But addiction just started dwindling after they realized that I had, like, my talent was I was just getting better and it was getting better. And they were like, okay, man, we're just going to support you. You got it. We're behind you 100%. But still be there on the 4th of July, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So we could
2: do our set for the family. Tune okay. up. Uh, ready to go. Tuna, yeah, yeah, he's ready. Um, hey, I don't know if it, you know this, Chloe. Story. Jamar showed up about 15 minutes late, like fashionably late, though. Like, cool guy. Like, hey, I'm here. You know, we, it was, we were doing like an encore. We were stomping, waiting at the radio station. Yeah, yeah he's already he's That's already. He, he's got the whole stage thing down. He knows it. The audience. How to tease us. Yeah, <laughs> Jamar, I'm going to have to fast <laughs> forward your life. But I want to ask this question of both of you. Um, cause I, I just think it, it's, I imagine it this way. I romanticize it, that it must be like that, this for an artist, such as both of you, music artists that, that at some point in your life, like the heavens crack and a beam comes down of light and you, you say, and I can hear like the choir, you know, and you, and someone says, you're a music artist, you're going to do music the rest of your life. Is there some sort of experience like that for you for both of you a religious experience or or did you just know my family does this I've got eight siblings or seven and we are music okay. and so that's there's no nothing else for me this is what I'm going to pursue and do or did it was there a moment that you said I'm pursuing music I'm going to bring beautiful music to this world
1: You know Yes, there was actually a moment, I think I was about 19 years old when I realized that, man, like I'm really good at this. Because when you sing in enough bathrooms at school and you sing for enough women <laughs> at, in high school and you realize you're just really good at what you do, you know, <laughs> I'm serious. That's the, like, for me, that was like the training ground. Like, you know, cause there aren't any like really event spaces or yeah. lounges or places that I could go and sing on stage. Like most of my singing was literally in high school, but after that, I realized that man, like I'm really just from the age of twelve to nineteen, I've gotten so good at everything, like musically, uh, songwriting, you know, singing, and I'm like, okay, this is what I should be doing for sure. And you know, I've been in the twenties is when my my musical ear just really kind of opened up, and I can really hear like. And then I started getting to jazz and classical and, and to just be able to hear that and mimic that stuff on instruments. And, you know, eventually that's the type of, you know, guitarist and keyboards I became like jazz, funk, neo, soul. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I really got, I really got it. Like, I'm really a legit artist. Like, this is what I need to be doing because, and honestly, to see even some of my family's reactions, some of my aunts like that love to hear me sing and they always go to tears. And it's just like, it pushes you and it helps you realize that, okay, you have something to offer the world. Like, you know, it's not local anymore. The cookouts, you know, the cookout days are over. It's time to like bring it out to the world. But that's one battle. But then you have to figure out how to get there. That's the, a whole nother other thing. Yeah. But it was around 19. Now I don't want to get to talking too
2: much. because. Well, Chloe, I'm going to ask you the question on, on in your segment here. <laughs> we do have to wrap up your segment, unfortunately, Jamar, and get to Chloe. Uh, I know. But, uh, God, I really wanted to hear your your road to the voice. Has it been everything you have expected? It's been hard, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit about your road to the voice, and then we'll take a break and come back with Chloe. Uh,
1: my road to the voice. You know, it was... Luckily I was like, you know, as far as production, uh, cameras being in my face and rehearsals and having to work hard, you know, I came from that, you know, years prior. So going to The Voice, I wouldn't say it was like easy breezy, but I just knew how to take the moment, you know, and really capitalize and really just push through. So when it was time to sing, you know, I was just ready, I was ready to go, to be honest. So my road to The Voice was, um, it was a challenge, I guess, with not being able to sing every day and do the same thing because I'm so used to rehearsing with the band every other day. But that would be the only thing. Other than that, it was a lovely ride for me.
2: Do you know? Um, did you know who you wanted and were hoping for as a coach when you went into it?
1: Yes. Uh, once I realized that uh, Chance was there, it was automatic. I would like Chance. Yeah. But then when Blake turned around, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> How do I let this him this down the, gently? <laughs> this is the one and only Blake. So was like, well, man, you know, uh, who I came
2: for. I love, I watched that. I watched your audition, your blind audition over and over. And when the coaches were talking to you, which we actually play in this mm-hmm. uh, and Blake, uh, you were so, I could tell who you wanted to choose and you were so kind and polite, but it's like, Blake's like, I want you to come with me. It's my my last team I'm putting together, and you're like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's like thank you. you know, it was that obvious, it, man. It was obvious oh, to me. <laughs> it was obvious. Blake's not getting kidding you. <laughs> oh my god. It was goodness, like, but you man. were very wow. polite. You were so polite. But it was like that rejection, that nice rejection when. We can just yeah. be friends. <laughs> you know? I like it as a friend. Let's not ruin that. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to let let you say because I did want to actually also ask you about your your uh, your wife, the story of uh, being. Hooked up with your wife by your son Christian, Uh, but that's gonna. I think we might have to save that for another, another show. You'll have to come back and tell us that story. Uh, I would Yes, I'll definitely be back for that. But I want to give you an opportunity. Thank whoever you'd like to thank here, and uh, don't forget your family. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen, they get my thanks every day. I'm just kidding. No, thank you to my beautiful family. They've always been supportive. I mean, 100%. Mom, Dad, all of my siblings. I'm not going to just name them. You know all of them uh nieces nephews everybody every family member uh special thanks to all of my good friends you know my my boy jay reed my boy dominique thank you guys for just being in the trenches with me and like you know to this point and hey we're moving up and honestly thank you to my friend that's sitting in front of us too oh, you yeah. know we've developed quite a bond yes and she's very supportive like she's like one of my number one fans and I am one of hers too. Like we've built that. So like, she's definitely, he deserves that for me too. So Chloe, you know, Bear, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, just honestly, thank you to everyone that's been loving it so far. Thank you all. And thank you man for having me on here. And,
2: I'm telling you, both of you, this pleasure. is, this is your future home for dropping your singles and your music and uh, keeping up with. Yes. It, so. Anytime I you want it. to come great, back, great vibes, uh, yeah. yeah. Anytime you want to come back, uh, we're here. We're here for you, and love to talk Maybe. to you. Love to play your music Thanks. as we are today. And yes, uh, uh, he Jamar Langley uh, indicated the superstar. If you're watching us on YouTube, off to our right there, Chloe Abbott. Um, I can't wait to to meet her and talk to her. I, her her story is as fascinating as yours, Jamar. And um, so we're going to have to yes, wait for is. just a moment and go to the break. I wanted to point everybody in your direction one last time, Jamar. Uh, Jamar Langley, he is on NBC season 23. The Voice, Chance the Rapper, is his coach. NBC season 23 on NBC Monday and Tuesday 8, 7 central and streaming the next day on Peacock. The coaches this year, Chance the Rapper, Kelly Clarkson, Niall Horan, Blake Shelton, and host is Carson Daly. Great show. We've been together since, I think, uh, season 16 for quite a while now here at the Jeremiah Show. For inquiries wow. of uh, Jamar Langley, jlangleybooking at gmail.com and find him on Instagram at Jamar Langley Music Jamar. Once again, thank you so much. And check out uh, on YouTube his video, really great video, Highlight Girl, original. Yes. Yeah, Jamar Langley. Jamar, thanks so much. And you're welcome to hang out if Chloe doesn't mind. But if she wants to boot you, that's all her call. Uh, And we'll be right right back. (laughs)
0: Welcome Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on CORE Radio. Keep on rocking to the CORE. CORE Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursday. Core Radio.
1: rocks. It is Cam Anthony here. Make sure you find me on Spotify where you can find all of my latest music and make sure you tune in to the Jeremiah Show.
0: We're back with the Jeremiah Show.
5: detroit michigan and i am training for the 2024 olympics
1: that makes perfect sense you got amazing breath control all the runs you did were just very controlled like anita baker and nora jones somehow i've never seen that before
2: hey welcome back to the jeremiah show we are having a really great time here uh on the show with two of my uh my favorite, my soon-to-be favorite <laughs> voice <laughs> artist. I, I just love hanging out with these two right now. We may never end this show. It may just go on forever. Yeah, um, uh, We'll turn it into a telethon and raise some money here for something. <laughs> it's season 23 of The Voice, NBC's The Voice. Um, wow, we've saved uh, Chloe here. Chloe joined us with Jamar and Chloe yeah. Abbott is on the show now. I wanted to just point out real quickly that we came in from the break with uh, her blind audition. Yeah. And Chloe Abbott. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. She, she sang Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love? Oh, my God. That was so, so good. Uh, blind you. auditions. Chloe, welcome to the show.
5: Hi! Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here, and uh, I'm so glad you let me know that you guys listened to the blind audition. So, thanks. oh, we—I'll
2: I'll do you one. I'll do you better. I, I've got a couple of your performances. I've got you live at Tiny Room. I've got you uh, doing the the cover of Billie Eilish, and one of my favorite, like, both of you guys, Lamar and Chloe, really put out some great, high, like like very high produced, well-produced videos. And Chloe, one of my favorite songs now, one of my, this video is just amazing dinner table talks. Um, I just, I love that video. That's, it's a lot of fun and it's so true.
5: <laughs> Literally, I wrote that song so like true to my family at Christmas time. Like it was such an on par song. And I was like, I was like, well, we might as well just have like a whole like video for it. And that was like my first ever music video that I ever like created, directed, and put together. And so I'm really glad that I got it out there and it kind of showed me the process of being like a full-time artist and like, yeah. it's not easy. So. All <laughs> yeah. right.
2: I mean, uh, what a production to put, to not only write, produce, arrange, uh, record, master, all the different things you do just for the single. And then you got to take that now and, and, and bring it to life on film. And then... <laughs> you bring your family into it <laughs> it's probably even more that has a few more challenges I'm going to be kind
5: there 1000%. <laughs> it was so honestly so funny. We like ordered like Boston Market to like have for the dinner table scene and then oh, I had I like Boston my best Market. friend, her mom, my grandmother, my mom, my track coach from high school and like his family. We were like we don't want to pay for people to pull up, so let's just grab everybody. So I went back home to Michigan, so we could keep costs low uh, and the vibe full and rich. So it was perfect,
2: to be honest. It was a very uh, your family looks amazing. They look like a lot of fun, and, and the whole shoot looked like a lot of fun. So you didn't shoot in LA; you shot it. You shot back home.
5: Yeah, I think it was easiest because I actually, um, well, we didn't produce the song there. The song wasn't produced there, but it was during like the winter time, so it was kind of like. We were, I think that was during COVID. It was like right after COVID hit. Yeah. So everything was kind of shut down. So I was home and it was just easier to just shoot there. And obviously, like I said, keep costs low and not have to pay for extras and like to make, you know, the house look full. So I got <laughs> as many people as I could and we just rallied in my coach's house and just made that. That said a thing, so. <laughs> yeah, you
2: got to definitely go check it out after after the interview here. But we're going to play the song at the end. Uh, I was you, you mentioned Boston Market. I haven't had Boston Market since I lived in L.A. You live in L.A. now, right?
5: I do, L.A. native. Do you ever go yes. to the
2: one over there on Pico?
5: <laughs> yes, I do, but I actually never knew that there was a Boston Market in L.A. Yeah, so. there's
2: one over there on Pico and like, uh, I don't know what. Barrington or something. Um, All right. Well, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. And Mm -hmm. tell us, I imagine, as we were talking a little bit with um, Jamar, that the the road to the voice filled with obstacles, filled with challenges, um, filled with probably a lot of self-doubt. I mean, to make that decision that both of you have made, that you made about Going to The Voice, going to LA, going and and performing and putting it all out there uh, for so many, for for these just world-class judges. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Only the brave.
5: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I think honestly, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like when it came to auditioning and going for it with The Voice, it wasn't necessarily... Doubt. I feel like it was actually kind of like this crave that I had because, like I um in my daytime, I'm a track and field athlete. And so it's kind of like it was kind of nice, to be honest, because what I love to do is to sing and produce and and be creative. And so, um when I got the opportunity to go for it, there was no question in my spirit. It was like one thousand percent like, go for it. This is an opportunity. you You won't be able to get often. so just go for it. And so when I got the opportunity to audition, I went at it full speed and just prayed that I was going to make it through, you know, to to go and be on the blind audition portion of the show. And when it happened, it was like, oh, we are guns blazing. We are going like this is fire, like whatever. I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to commit to this song. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to not eat sugar. I'm going to do what I <laughs> have to do to make it through these blinds. And so um, I would say, sure. like, the journey, definitely, I didn't expect it to be the way that it was. If you were to ask me, like, 15 years ago, if I was going to be on a reality singing show, I would have been, like, 1,000%. But I would have thought it would have happened years ago. I thought, like, honestly, I thought I would have been on this thing a long time ago. <laughs> so it wasn't on my time clock, preferably. I would have done it when I was, like, seven years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's always been a dream of mine, but... The journey to getting to this place it wasn't expected, but I would not have changed it any other way.
2: Every day, every the, the time that it happened, you're saying is the time that it was meant to be. You, at seven, you wouldn't have, if you would have made it on at seven, you would not have.
5: No, the, the nothing history, would have. The, nothing would have. The
2: experience. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't so know there, if anything
5: would have come from it, to be honest. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. bet, I bet <laughs> it's it something would. Something to put on my resume. Um,
2: but it, was, it sounds like there was no fear that you don't have fear, you have confidence and that's, and that fuels you. Is that a fair
5: assessment? 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, I think um, like as my job, like it, it's really my job to be able to like handle fear and handle the self talk that you try to tell yourself you can't, you know, do mm-hmm. something or can't accomplish something. And so I'm kind of used to having to like ignore some of the things that like, I feel like, The internal side of you tries to tell you about yourself. And it's kind of like a lie. I feel like, you know, when you acknowledge your gift and you acknowledge what you can do, it's like that inner self-doubt, self-talk is just like, you're either going to listen to it and let it rule, you know, what you're going to do, or you're going to ignore it and, you know, just go for what you feel in your spirit, you can accomplish, you know?
2: It's a a lie. I love that. That's so true. Whenever your (laughs) doubt comes in and it's telling you, you can't do something. It's a lie. And you're built that way, right you're built and we're going to talk about that too. You're built in your mind uh, to to win. you go for the win. you go for uh, whatever's harder, you push hard. If it's hard, you push harder, you push through you persevere yeah, you're, you're built that way, mm-hmm. right your character and and then it uh, I imagine it's very powerful, very um, very useful for uh, for for what you're doing in as an artist as well. Um, to get out there
5: yeah and i think like even i have jamar on here like you know when we're at the voice and when we're like going through the auditions like it is tough you know like you're constantly deciding should i do this should i do that with my song what is it gonna do what what i gotta do to turn these chairs around and there are definitely so many moments of just working on the song so much you start to yeah like second guess like is what i did the first day that i got here as good as you know, the day I'm going to audition and people don't realize the amount of time that passes between, you know, you getting to the show and then actually landing on stage. Mm-hmm. So we've had so many conversations, me, Jamar, and a few other contestants, like about all of that and how we kind of kept each other rooted in in our faith and also our belief in ourselves and our abilities. So we, we've we had these conversations a lot about like, you know, just go out there and do your thing. Like, don't don't get wrapped up in the hype of the show don't get wrapped up in the hype of the coaches just like you have a god-given ability so like just operate in it in full Trust. confidence and so we we held each other down like seriously a lot during during the process
2: <laughs> i love it chloe one one we do have to take a break right now i've been being dr d's been waving at me for two minutes <laughs> so but i i pretend like i couldn't see him um don't tell him <laughs> because <laughs> I have one last question before breaking and you can, if you could keep it brief just so I don't get in trouble. Um, it, when you specifically, I love that you have a unit there, a support unit that you under, that you trust in your, your God given ability, as you said that. Um, but what is between before a race? I mean, you're, you're going out for the Olympics. You are training yeah. for the Olympics and you're training to be the voice. When what is when you have those self doubts that creep in? Is there one trick that you have that you could share with the rest of us that have self doubt every day that might help us?
5: Yeah, to keep it brief, because that's a that's a packed question, Jeremiah. Now, but <laughs> I know I, I asked a really
2: tough question, and can you tell me in two words or less?
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, do, go as long as you wins.
2: need to. We'll just
5: stacking your wins. I think is the biggest. that that helps you and it's in short it's basically being able to focus on the positives and and focus on the things that you've done well you know preparation okay i prepped for this moment i prepped for this race i prepped for this audition so you can have faith in that you know like believing in what you've already done to kind of remember on the line or on stage behind that microphone like i've already done all the work at this point like what do i have to lose you know and so that's kind of the short, short, real concise version of, you know, how to keep it, keep it cool
2: yeah. under pressure. <laughs> you, well, again, you delivered perfectly. Thank you. Look, look, she's just pro, isn't she, Jamar? Dr. D? All right, Dr. D. All right. All right. All right. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, we just lost five sponsors, but it was worth it to me. I don't know what you think. Um, okay. We're going to go to break right now. We are with Chloe Abbott, Jamar Langley uh, from season 23, The Voice, first two uh, Artists on the show here with me, and I'm so honored to have both of them. NBC's The Voice, season 23, Monday, Tuesday, 8, 7 central, streaming the next day on Peacock. And I don't know if you noticed out there, everybody listening, that Chloe doesn't say 100% like most of us do. She says (laughs) 1,000%. Just a little thing I noticed. We'll be right back. Oh, hold on. Before, Dr. D, don't cut me. Before we go to break, I'm going to tell you what you're going to be listening to out uh, this is Live at Tiny Room. Now, the title's MNJS Moments, number 12, Live at Tiny Room. What what are you performing here? Do you remember?
5: Um, y- yes. Uh, Nora Jones, I yeah. think I was singing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I was singing a Nora Jones song.
2: All right, well, yeah. we're, we're going to let you listen. We'll be right back. When did you start... Like make a music.
5: Um, I mean, I've been singing before I could speak, uh, but I mean, I've been also athletic
3: So you're training for the Olympics or to be on the team or how does it work?
5: Yeah, so basically you try out for the Olympic trials You have to run a certain right. time to qualify right. for the trials then you gotta you make it to the Olympics So it's pretty tough, but yeah, well, um, I
2: know because uh, I've been training
3: for the u.s. Curling team uh, for, for a couple of years now. Uh, so I just didn't know how much different it is for track and field. <laughs> uh, Beer drinking Olympics. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, I hear you.
3: Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, you do.
5: Is anybody else just sick of Blake lying? A lot of lies oh come God. from
3: Blake. Carson. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. yeah. Good timing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, no. I gotta yeah. hook up. you are more than welcome to sit in my seat while we make sure the world knows can. the truth. Yeah, actually, do that? yeah. Come on over to the cool seat. We're going so to look the a lie detector test. We need to establish a baseline. So, is your name Blake Shelton? My name is Blake Shelton. Yes. So let's let's see. see. Yes. Oh, true. It's true. 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 Oh. Yeah. Okay. One true. Okay. Did you block me this season? Oh. I still don't think that was me. I,
4: you don't no. think
3: is that oh, oh, oh. I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. liar! Am I truly your favorite coach? Absolutely. Yep. I'm telling you, this thing doesn't work. It doesn't work. That Kevin. is, I'm I'm only giving you that because of your wife. On me. So and and obviously your son. Did Gwen marry you out of sheer pity? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> Deep down. Oh, yeah. Deep down. Oh. What was that it was deal? It's a I don't is know. Like a, it feels good. That's like a, that's like a stripper no, move. Yes it's it a is. it's a happy move. Why'd you take it dark? Why'd you I take it why know did they you they make do. it dark? How do you know what they do? Why'd you make it dark? How do you know what they do? Why do you? Do you, know do? Why do you? <laughs> now let's get back to Chloe. <clears throat> welcome to The Voice. Yeah. And more importantly, welcome to Team Chad!
0: Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com.
5: Hey, what's up? It's Carter Rubin. I was privileged enough to be crowned the winner of season 19 of The Voice. You can go listen to my music on Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube Music, and Spotify, and you're listening to the Jeremiah. Jeremiah.
3: Jeremiah Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on its radio with TV's Tim Stack.
2: That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen.
4: I had to go Can't you hear me? I'm not coming home Do you understand? I've changed
2: welcome back to the jeremiah show we're having such a fun time with jamar langley and chloe Abbott. uh chloe i guess since dr d tells me i only have one more segment here with you first off i'd love if jamar jumped in here and, and was able to you guys are great friends uh ask a question jamar do you have one for chloe
1: i do i have a question for chloe chloe welcome to the jeremiah show first <laughs> of all we're so happy to have you today man like amazing that you're here.
2: My my new Mm -hmm. co-host.
1: Come on, man. Listen, I got you.
2: (laughs) I know you do. I know you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Chloe, I have a a question for you. So what advice would you give for the young ladies of this generation? Because, you know, like like teenage ladies that are, that may have like, there's something that they're good at, but they want to do that other thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how you're able to run at a high level. And you're also able to sing at a high level. What advice could you give them to work that out?
5: Such a great question. I'm thinking about your beautiful daughter in this moment. Um, And I would say it's all about communication. And I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is to focus on communication with your coaches, with your directors in the high school play. Um, And that's just speaking to my personal journey. I love track and field, but I also really love the arts and create creative, being creative. And so it's kind of always been that balance. And so I think obviously communication with your parents, communication with the people around you to kind of let them know like, hey, this is what I want to do. And it does take good people in your life to be able to also support you and like back you up with those statements you make to them like in confidence, like, hey, I I really want to do this track meet. But I really, really, really have this desire to be Tiana in Princess and Princess the Frog. So I want to go and audition for that. And so one's wow. gonna have to sacrifice. And so I think really the biggest thing I always say is is communication and knowing what you want. And even if you don't know what you want, having people in your life to to be able to help you kind of figure that out and navigate it and let you figure it out on your own. And I think the second thing would just be to be patient and have grace with yourself. When, you know, you do have to make sacrifices because this journey is all about making sacrifices and being able to be okay with like, you know what, I'm going to miss out on the voice because I have the Olympic trials I want to go for. And as much as I want to be on the voice this season, I have to put that on hold and being patient and believing that you can still have what you want. And how, how it's all going to work out. You can still have those things, but you have to be okay with the timing of it. And, and like I said, I really think it's about having people in your life kind of speaking that into you. Like, it's okay that it's not happening right now. It's going to happen though. And when it does happen, you'll be a lot more great grateful that you waited. And so I think that's, that's really my two main things. That's a great question.
2: That's an excellent question. In fact, It was such a good question that you're now listening to the Jamar show. (laughs) Come on. I've passed the torch. It's all yours, Jamar. Uh, You guys both, (laughs) you you both excellent answer as well. Um, (laughs) You both chose chance, the rapper uh, first time, right on the, on the voice. And chance has said about joining the voice. He said, I'm thrilled to join the voice as a coach for the next season. I'm excited to help other artists get to the next level and make the most of this life-changing experience. And it really is a life-changing experience. I'm sure you both would agree with that. And he says, get ready for hashtag Team Chance. Chloe, why did you choose Chance the Rapper?
5: Well, the first thing's first. He's the only one who's felt me you know what i'm saying he's the only one that really understood his assignment
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's right but you know what i gotta tell you uh, yeah that's that was a silly but you would have would you have chose someone else no you can't say that never mind don't don't answer that don't get yourself in trouble um I got to tell you, though, I worked for the guys that uh, build those chairs. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this if, if they're listening. They told me in the beginning they've probably fixed them, but they were they said they would always kind of stick, and sometimes they wouldn't turn all the way. So let's just think that that's what
5: happened.
2: You know, <laughs> that almost all, that all of them wanted to turn, <laughs> but they three of them got stuck. <laughs>
5: um, no, I'm, I'm grateful that he turned. If yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think that that was really one of the main coaches I wanted to work with from – from the beginning of when we found out that chance was going to be on the panel. So I'm so glad that he was the one who turned and he was the one that I wanted anyway.
2: Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see the coaching uh, from chance. I think there's going to be some really great stuff that comes out of that. Um, You are working so hard and you have been your whole life. uh, And you know, this just incredible rigorous schedule as a track and field athlete, uh, you, went, yeah. you tried out and qualified to compete in the 2020, fell just a little bit short, and you're now training in Los Angeles uh, for the 2024 Olympics. Uh, your, your, um, your YouTube channel, I kind of got lost in it. I want to encourage everybody because we're not going to have enough time to go through all the questions I had regarding the different uh, videos on your YouTube channel. So I want everybody to go and check that out. But Chloe, you you've got you know what you eat, your regimen, your training, and I just thought there were it's really it's some great videos there for for just personal health, personal mental wellness, um, eating rights, uh, competing, uh, just some really good advice there. I really like the channel and your videos. But what is going on twenty twenty four Olympics? What is that like training for the Olympics?
5: Oh, it's so hard. Oh, like it's, it's so hard like. <laughs> Are so you so tough It's.
2: are you tired sorry, go ahead. <laughs> i was just gonna say you must did you just get out of practice to, to do this show no tra- actually
5: today's our recovery day so oh. i typically do all like you know interviews and stuff like that on wednesdays because yeah yesterday we got our butt kicked and <laughs> tomorrow we're gonna get our butts kicked again <sighs> um but no i mean it's so rewarding like having moments like this be able to share and i think even to speak to you know someone like jamar's daughter um being able to be an advocate and also a, a visual person who is really pursuing two things that they really love. And doesn't have to be two things, it could be ten things, whatever it is, like um being able to talk about it. So yeah, like this is really, really rewarding and it's super tough though. Like I do not want to make it seem like it's just, oh, you just get to go to the No, it's like no joke. You and the type of group that I'm in, it's a very intense training group. Um and so it's 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 no small feat.
2: What are the best moments for you out there on the track on the, uh, during the training, um, when you're running, when you're by yourself? I mean, what, what type of things go through your mind? What, what do you get from that? For
5: your, uh, well, one for yourself, of the most favorite soul. things I think I enjoy the most is, uh, when I get a rep right, you know, in practice, you know, when my coach, Bobby Kersey, he kind of says like, Hey, you know, I need you to run this a certain way. And then when I do it and I accomplish it, um, it, really oh my gosh please close the door sorry i'm in a house with people
2: and I'm a, <laughs> hey, anyways it's, it's real life so, it's real life we get it I'm, i, I yeah, got dr sorry. d in here dr d keeps looking at me
5: <laughs> but yeah so in short what i'm saying is uh getting a ref right is really fulfilling because i mean you work hard for it and then when it comes out on top you're like heck yeah i did it and then um i think just being able to overcome those internal thoughts that you have when, you know, you feel fatigue in your legs, you feel like your body wants to quit. I mean, like professional athletes, I really believe are on borderline psychotic because we go through pain every single day. We know how it feels. We don't forget the way that it feels, but we still line up to do it every day. And so I think being able to overcome those battles in my head of like, oh my gosh, you want to stop, you're tired. It's like, no, I can do it. And then when you do it, it's like, Oh, I can do that again. It's Kind of like training your body mm-hmm. to have self-control when it comes to like overcoming those, those mental battles you have.
2: You're, you're such a fascinating person, isn't she, Jamar? I mean, you could talk and we could, we could ask questions. Of yes. Chloe, she's got yeah, it. So <laughs> I'm just shaking my head
1: like, listen, that is so correct. Like, I mean, I never you know, ran on that level, but like, even when it comes to like just doing music my whole life it it requires exactly what she's saying. You have to like push through Mm -hmm. the pressure. Like that's the key. Like to really push through the pressure.
2: Um, We do have to wrap up here in a moment and, and it's going to be a bittersweet goodbye for both of you. And I, I I'm going to once again, say, I hope you come back um, because we've got a lot of topics. I think we could explore and uh, I'd love to have your opinion on, but I want to end with this one. If we could Um, not the most happy, but on your, on your bio sheet here, you were bullied in high school, Chloe. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm recalling a few mo- about a month back, where the poor girl got bullied in school and then took her life. And I was bullied yeah. in school, and I think all of us at one point have probably been bullied in school. How did you deal with that? And is there is there something that you advocate that something you could tell women, young girls? of your age out right there right now that would inspire them? And if they're, if they're, if they're being bullied right now, something that helped you somewhere that they could go to.
5: I mean, I'm going to be, if you're going to be honest, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, yeah, high school, and middle school is hard. I mean, you're dealing with kids who have parents who treat their kids a certain way and then they come to school and decide to take it out on you. And so I will say like, it's hard navigating that. I don't think that there's really, like a surefire way of being able to get through it, I think that some people just can handle it and figure out how to navigate mm-hmm. it, and some people, like you said, they don't know and they don't have the right resources or the right people, and they just feel like this is the worst thing in the in the world and they can't survive it, you know, and it's horrible. Um, and I think for me, you know, being bullied definitely you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence, you know, I didn't, didn't really believe that I could do certain things. My mom was really the only voice of reason I had in my life at that time during high school and middle school to really remind me like, you are a light in this world. You are here because you're supposed to be here. You have gifts, you know, like you can do this. And I will say it took the track to really help me see that I am more than just some ugly girl with braids in her hair. And, you know, too black for the people around her, you know, like um, having success on the track really showed people how to respect me, I guess, and treat me like a human being, you know. So after I kind of had some victories on the track, people started to see me as a human and started to respect me and say hi to me and be respectful. And then I started to believe in myself. And it's unfortunate that I had to wait for other people's validation to believe in myself. But like, as a 13 year old girl, you don't know, you know, that that's not how this world works all the time. So I think the biggest thing in regards to encouragement is to, oh, it's hard, but spending time with yourself and really, despite the fact that your reality shows that no one likes you or no one believes in you, like if you're here on earth, you're here for a reason and you're supposed to be here and you're called to be in this world and you matter, And that may not always be enough, but I think that's the only thing that you can really cling on to when all you can see is hate and bullies. So that's Mm -hmm. my encouragement, but I wish there could be more, but.
2: No, that was beautiful. That was really beautiful. Chloe, what's your YouTube channel? So people can see more and hear more of your wisdom.
5: My YouTube is just Chloe Abbott. Just C-H-L-O-E. That's C-L-O. I don't know how people spell my name. C H. L O E and two B's and two T's in my last name. Abbott.
2: <laughs> Cause one, one Chloe is not enough. She needs the two B's and the two T's. She's, she's got that much going for her. Uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful story. You, you both are beautiful people. And uh, I'm so, I just had so much fun with both of you this hour. Uh, thank you so much. And, and uh, I will be following you. On the voice, and then everything else you do, and rooting for you at the Olympics, twenty twenty four, Chloe, yeah. Jamar. Uh, uh, yes. uh, 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 Chloe's referenced your your daughter a couple times, your beautiful daughter, and and uh, anyway, I, it's what is her name, and what why do you reference her, Chloe? If you oh, don't mind, well, if it's not too personal. Because I
5: know. Sorry, go ahead. If it's
2: not too personal, I just I thought it was neat that you you had mentioned her a couple of times and and, and if we could give her a little shout out here and say hello.
5: Yeah. Jamar loves, I mean, Jamar talks about his daughter all the time. And I mean, that was one of the main reasons why, I mean, not trying to speak for you, Jamar, but I mean, I think that kind of helped him. (laughs) I feel like that kind of helped him figure out who he is as an artist and as a, as a man. And I think that kind of put things into perspective and then, you know, she does run track and field. And so Jamar like loves, you know, trying to find people for his daughter to, you know, look up to be inspired by and raising a daughter in this world, you know, especially as a black man, I think just has its own, you know, issues and and challenges And so I I love how much Jamar loves his daughter. I think that that's something that I've always appreciated about Jamar and he's always thinking about his daughter. And so, um, yeah, whenever he talks to me about his daughter, I think about, okay, yeah, what should I do? You know, like, how should I be, you know, more reachable to youth? And because Jamar is seeking that out for his daughter. And I think that's huge. Like, there's not a lot of parents and fathers do that. So
2: very admirable for sure. Yeah.
1: Couldn't have said it better.
2: I don't, if you want to say your name, I don't know if you want out there publicly, but if you do go ahead and uh, either right, way, yes,
1: <laughs> it can shout out to my daughter, Zyasia Langley. Uh. I love you so much. And I pray that you're able to hear this. I'll make sure that you hear and just know that, Hey, what Chloe oh, said is absolutely right. Like when I had you, that's when the drive really kicked in. That's when everything man. was like, okay. I went from, you know, just playing and fiddle faddling around to like, okay, this is, this could be a serious thing so that I could build a life for you so that you will have a life that's easier than mine. And you couldn't have said it better. So love you, Zaija, so much. Beautiful. Bowie is your new track coach. Thank
4: you. <laughs> right. Okay.
2: We have, to, <laughs> we have to say goodbye here because uh, I want all of this to air on radio and we're going long. But, um, and my camera's falling apart, so I guess that's a good sign, <laughs> or that's a that's an indication. I got to say goodbye. Uh, both of you, though, say give me give me one word to your fans. Chloe, go first, please. Shout out to your fans for the voice and how they vote for you and all that stuff. All that good stuff.
5: Stay tuned. Definitely <laughs> stay tuned to next week for me and Jamar to make the next rounds of whatever the voice <laughs> is doing. Knock, Knockouts, battles. What
4: is it? <laughs> so
5: much going on. Battles. <laughs> Stay tuned and and definitely support us on Instagram and just show us your love and yeah. Get ready to see a good show.
2: That's it. Peace You got it. All right. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Chloe. <laughs> Hang on one moment so we can get your radio drop promo before you leave. Okay. Uh I want to tell everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh watch out. Watch for NBC's The Voice season twenty-three. It's on 87 central. NBC's The Voice season 23 and streaming on Peacock the very next day. Ah, communicate, but listen more and evolve. Have a great week, everybody.
4: Doesn't get better than this. Every moment is bliss. Even when I to keep on grabbing you for kisses, baby. Forget the presents and all the material things. I love the joy that all my family brings. Yeah, they're my foundation and man they keep me warm it's christmas baby and i'm gonna enjoy the conversation about my situations with the endless questions that my niece is asking me but oh i can't get enough of it all We're chilling, feeling comfortable. It's just that special time of year. Laughing and shedding tears. Fighting over grandma's dinner rolls. Cause we're all right here. Where our worries disappear. Let's gather around for dinner table talks Dinner table talks It's all love, it's all love. Yeah.
0: or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve.
3: My name's Danny Dreher. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I
4: love
3: you. I love you. It's NFL Draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.